welcome everyone to another episode of In Conversation with Dr. Gary. Uh, it truly is a blessing to have you tuning in this evening. And I just want to share with you uh, just a quick monologue, um, something that has been just on not just my heart, but my wife's heart as we share in the word every evening. And we evaluated our surroundings. And so my question to you is what and who surrounds you. Uh, My wife and I realized that we had to pay more uh, attention to the things that we were allowing to be prioritized uh, over our relationship with God and all the other important things in in our life. And we had to evaluate not only our our decision making, but ourselves overall. Amen. And so uh, we shared just a, a reading that we were discussing along uh, with the word and it was pretty intriguing a very thought-provoking analogy uh, and it was by uh, an unknown philosophy a professor who at the time was teaching uh, on a class and he told this quick analogy to his students and he asked um, he took a jar and he placed it on on his desk and he proceeded to fill it up uh, with ping pong balls until the, there were no more ping pong balls that could fit in it. And he asked the students if they agreed that the jar was full. Uh, and they all agreed. And then next he took um, some jelly beans and he poured them also into the jar. And, and then the jelly beans kind of gently filled up the spaces in between the ping pong balls. And he asked the students again if the jar was full. And they all agreed. And then the teacher um, poured sand into the jar. Now the sand filled in all of the other remaining empty spaces. And he asked the students again if they thought the jar was full. And again, ironically, they all agreed. Finally, teacher poured a can of soda into the jar, filling the empty spaces. But then he said to the students, um, I want you to realize that this jar represents your life. And the ping pong balls represents the important things in your life, like your health, your family, your friends, and the things that you're passionate about. They are the things that fulfill your life the most. And then he went on to explain about the jelly beans indicated that the jelly beans represent the other things in life, like your career, your home, and all of your various other responsibilities. And then finally, he said that the sand represents everything else, the small stuff. But he also explained that if you put the sand in first, there's no room for anything else. The same goes for life. If you spend all your time and energy on the small stuff, you're never going to have room for the important things. So use your time wisely and focus on the things that make you happy. The rest is just sand. Then lastly and finally, he said that a student has shouted out that he never mentioned what the soda represented. (laughs) And this teacher said with a smile on his face that the soda represents and demonstrates that no matter how full your life is, there's always room to have a cool, refreshing drink with a friend. Amen. And so I thought that was a really cool analogy to kind of softly break down why it's important for us to evaluate and 
how we're prioritizing our our lives and specifically our relationship uh, with God. He said, but seek ye first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Matthew 6 and 33. God wants to be first. He will hold no good thing from us, but he wants us to prioritize and recognize where our help comes from. Amen. So I, after reading this, um, I began to earnestly and seriously think about what and who is surrounding me. Amen. And so I pondered um, and, and what, who I'm allowing uh, in my inner circle that actually mean me no earthly good. And so my inner assessment, you know, my inner circle, you know, assessment didn't look too bad. Uh, but I did realize that I have a tendency to kind of share too much information with people. Anybody else have a tendency to do that? <laughs> Yeah, because the problem with that is that you never know uh, what people are harboring on the inside concerning you. Things like jealousy and, and hatred, animosity, fear, doubt, and really the list goes on and on. You know, and, and Satan can use anything and anyone. He's conniving and he's extremely deceptive. Yeah, and the unfortunate part is that, you know, a lot of people cower under their own disbelief and their own vision because of lack of self-confidence and then most importantly, their lack of faith in God. Matter of fact, these people are these are the type of people that wind up conforming to all of these negative surroundings and eventually become a product of their negative and unproductive environment because Satan would just love for all of your new beginnings and all of your new promised beginnings to be your most dreadful endings, amen. So we don't want that to happen because we find ourselves sometimes battling uh, not to do that. We, because even even in an example, when we when we are in a fight, when we are in a battle, I don't care if it's physically uh, or spiritually, uh, there's this this mentality, this this kind of mob mindset that confronts us. Uh, for instance, if you see someone running past you um, out of fear what's going to most likely happen uh, is he's going to start some chain reaction uh, because people see him running and everybody else becomes frightened simply because of the actions of one person which tends to affect the attitudes and behavior of everyone you know how it is you see somebody running out of fear looking back you're gonna run with them and while we're running i'm gonna ask the question hey man what we <laughs> what we running for you know the truth about that but that's a problem uh really because when you start getting around those um that mean you know earthly good that have no vision uh, no confidence and you're keeping company with them you're in the same boat and you inherit possibly the same traits and we don't want that. The fortunate part of that is that the opposite of that works also. So the courage of one person can also encourage and inspire everyone. So it works uh, on two sides. Amen. Because spiritually, God wants to have able-bodied and willing, brave soldiers in his army. Amen. Because to God's size, doesn't matter. It's not important to him. It's the heart of a man that matters most to God. Matter of fact, he talks about. Um, those that are fearful 
uh, in the Bible in Deuteronomy 20 and 8, where he says that then the officers shall add, is anyone afraid or faint hearted? Let him go home so that his fellow soldier will not become disheartened too. Amen. So God, God knows that there's some people who just have the tendency to just allow the cares of this life to cause them to cower under that pressure. Amen. And other, uh, other failures to trust God uh, wholeheartedly and, and then they, they have a tendency not to focus on the spiritual warfare that's before them. And that can be detrimental and it also can be distracting to, to the believers that are trying to be focused. Um, and then it has the potential to cause them to cower as well. So thankfully, God can do more with less who are committed to him than more who compromises his will. Amen. So uh, when, we, when we launch out on, on our new beginnings, when we, when we step out, uh, on our belief in our vision and understand that in every situation we have to be responsible to complete the journey that he has set before us in its entirety. Amen. God promised he'd always be with us and protect us and provide for us all that we need and cover us uh, always. Amen. Uh, but however, there's there's our individual responsibilities first, and that is to be obedient uh, to God. And secondly, to to be faithful. Uh, and to remain loyal uh, to him completely. Amen. So if if we choose to, to wander away and, and do the things that we want to do and go out here on our own, um, then what we're going to have to do is endure the weight of our sin. But it's not going to end there because our sins will also affect everybody else unless remedial action uh, is taken. So it's, it's important, it's imperative for us to remember uh, that before the people of Israel went out to battle, God told the leaders, uh, separate yourself, isolate yourself from, from them and from anyone who's fearful and faint-hearted because he knew fear would be widespread and it would cause others to, to become disheartened. And what that does is that keeps you from attaining the victory. Amen. So it's these spirits and it's these attitudes um, of people around you believe it or not, are transform, uh, transferable. And you're going to become like those people if you continually hang around them. Amen. Proverbs 13 and 20 tells us, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now you see, now notice this, this happens in the positive as well as in the negative. Amen. So I remember watching uh, a movie um, called Fallen. Uh, and it starred the incomparable acting legend of Denzel Washington. Yeah. And Denzel played a detective. And his, I think his name was John Hobbs uh, in the movie. And, and what he was doing, he was attempting to, to track down this destructive and this murderous evil spirit called Azazel. And Azazel um, was cursed to roam to and fro on the earth without form. And... The only problem with him is he can switch bodies uh, simply by merely coming into contact uh, with other people, um, especially people that didn't you know, trust God, uh, making him very difficult uh, to track. Um, and so this is expressly why the people of God uh, have to remain watchful and prayerful of our surroundings and who we're allowing in our inner circle and who wants to get close to us. 
So don't be so quick to, to befriend everyone. Just like Azazel can be a modern day social media. See, everybody isn't your friend like that on Facebook. So stop putting your vision and business out there and posting for everyone to see. Because rubbing up against the wrong people, one day is going to cause you to be infected. Amen. Matthew 26 and 41 says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. Uh, So you have to be very, very selective with whom you choose to spend your time. Because if they're negative and critical, if they compromise your vision and don't have any level of integrity to their own, they're feeding you all the wrong things. And they're going to keep you from elevating, from moving to that next level. So you don't have to make any big announcements to them. uh, But you do need to spend less and less time with them. And so if you don't separate yourself uh, from the wrong people, you're never going to meet the right people. So please make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who encourage you, people who inspire you. Most importantly, people who challenge you and cause you to grow. Amen. So as believers, we must uh, continue to 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 bless God with our reasonable service because he uses the right people to challenge and inspire us to grow and to be at our very best every day. Amen. God helps us uh, to, one, be honest with ourselves and to be bold and to be confident in being selected with whoever we spend our time with. So please always be mindful of your surroundings and who's surrounding you because God is always going to bring the right people into your life. Amen. Because he is a shelter. He is a refuge whenever we are doubtful, whenever we are afraid. Amen. So all we know is that that by entrusting ourselves uh, to his protection and and to his provisions and and pledging ourselves, our daily lives to him devotionally, uh, we're going to always be safe in his arms. So please keep in mind, examine yourself daily. Be mindful of yourself and your surroundings. Watch and pray. So I hope this spiritual tidbit has been helpful to you, will encourage you, uh, and will enlighten you to go forth uh, in the Lord. And remember, watch and pray. Amen. And God bless you.